Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Uh, I'm super excited for a fellow mob to be on the show this week at Mom Owned Business, in case nobody knows the mob yet, but you should. Um, (laughs) Selena Maestas, and she's the life coach for working moms. So I'm so happy we get to connect on here too. Oh, I know. I'm excited. It's going to be great. Yay. I know. And drink, you know, wine on a Thursday morning. Well, it's close enough to noon. I mean, whatever. <laughs> this is close enough. Yeah. You know. it's, kind of, it's 5 p.m. somewhere, right? Exactly. I know. Um, yeah. So which one are you sipping on today? Oh, I didn't bring the bottle in. This beautiful oh. <laughs> champagne in the bottle in my room. So I don't know. <laughs> no, that's good. That's fine. I I think I can't remember which one I sent. I think it's the New Mexico one that I always send because that's like my favorite. Started with a G, maybe. I don't know. I think so. I think you're right. Okay. I love your stemless glass, by the way. I need to get some of those. Thank you. I'm just so clumsy. If it has a stem, I will knock it over. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta have a full like a base. So I know. I'm like the same way. I'm like, or should I go with plastic? But then that just feels really cheap and weird. So <laughs> awesome. Okay. So Tell us about how you got into coaching. Um, you know, we know you start working moms, but so how did you kind of come into like that as what you concentrate on, you know, just like, and how'd you get into it? All of that fun stuff. So funny you asked me this question. I am actually finally, it's been like a year. <laughs> I haven't had a about page on my website. I've been working on writing that. And this, that this question is always hard for me because I have <laughs> so many stories I could tell you <laughs> like, <laughs> to where I am. So I've just been working on it. So I feel like, okay, I have this handle today. Um, Well, there, like I said, lots of stories I could go into, but really the thing I'm like trying to nail it down to what really shifted me to want to go down this road Mm -hmm. um, was that I, I ended up getting a divorce in 2012 and it was already hard enough trying to figure out how am I going to have a fulfilling career? Cause I knew I didn't want to be a stay at home mom, mm-hmm. but I have two kids. So like, how am I going to do this? How do I choose one over the other? And it was, there was a lot of mental drama that went into that because of things that I've been taught. Um, my childhood was not your stereotypical, like white picket fence situation at all. So I didn't have really role models to show me that. So I didn't really know what to do there. And then the, my kids' dad had very much the opposite. Mom stayed home with the kids, like did all the things. And so I felt this pull to try to choose between the two. Yeah. So I had to figure out for myself what that answer was. And then I went through my divorce and I was doing actually health coaching in the beginning which was great. I did it for like five or six years. And then I realized that all of the food things had nothing to do with the food, but to do with all the bullshit that we've been telling ourselves and all the, the struggles, like my struggle about like, how do I not have guilt and have this career? Mm. Like all of our emotional stuff is what creates 
our want for food, for comfort of any kind. But in, right. in my clients, it was food. So once I started realizing that, oh, it has nothing to do with like the, the top layer. It's everything underneath it, including my own drama about what I'm doing as a mom. So then I started, well, actually my clients started telling me I was their life coach. And I was like, what the heck is a life coach? <laughs> <laughs> and so I started coaching. I, I got NLP certified. So I had something other than just health coaching under my belt. And I'd been a personal trainer for years. So I already felt like I had been coaching people to some degree. And then I ended up later getting a full on like sort of certification for, mm-hmm. for life coaching. But when I decided to call myself a life coach, which of itself is a whole nother story, um, I really decided that my story of going through that divorce and I got, after I got divorced, I got really sick. There was a, there was a lot of things. So trying to not be, you know, to be a mom that could function Mm -hmm. on its own plus run a business was really tough. And all of that stuff from before, even before I was like when I was married and before I got divorced started to come up to light. And I realized I wasn't the only one struggling with this, Mm -hmm. struggling with the mom guilt, struggling with, I really want to be very successful in my business. And how do I do that when I have two young kids and I'm a single mom, like now what do I do? And struggling with what that looks like all the, the stuff that was coming up for me as far as the guilt and the overwhelm and the, the feeling that I'm failing myself and my kids and, you know, not really my parents, but my grandparents, because they're the ones that really had a big play in my life. Like, am I failing my grandparents? All of that stuff that sits on us when we are trying to be the good mom that everyone tells us we need to be which is, we also, we're also told, which means you don't do anything for yourself, right? You're a martyr right. cause of, of motherhood. And that is when I'm like, that's it. I'm going to try to focus on more moms. And really I just attracted them. So when you start attracting the clients that you want to work with, you're like, oh, this is who I should work with. And, and so that started with just like regular mom stuff. And then it became very more focused on moms running businesses. So, or having careers outside of the home. So it was more specific to the working moms. And it really, I've had a couple reiterations of that. Cause like I was telling you earlier, I always forget exactly what I do. So I get a little <laughs> confused and then I start coaching on their business, which is fine. Cause I run a business. So I know how to do that, but I'm not a strategist for business by any means. So every time I like have to go, okay, what do I do again? What do I do again? Am I loving what I do? And I realize it's always the same story. Like I went back and read my about page from my old business and I read it the other night to figure out the new about page. And I'm like, oh my gosh, all of this is still relevant. (laughs) I'm still doing the same thing. I'm thinking I'm doing something different. That's so funny. So what's beautiful about working with moms is one, I have, you know, obviously I have experience and I've been through everything they, they're going through right now. So I, I can see where they're at. And not that I'm going to tell them that my way was the right way, their way is the right way, but we're going to figure it out. But I at least have a glimpse to what's on the other side of figuring it out and on the other side of trusting yourself and the other side of doing what feels good for you and the other side of actually allowing yourself to be successful. Ugh, it's just so much fun. And my yes. clients, like, especially last year, a lot of my clients are like, thank God I have you. I'm in a pandemic. Right. <laughs> my kids are home all the time and I'm running a business. Who, who can do this without a coach? I'm like, I, I don't know. Cause I have a coach as well. So that's kind of how I ended up there. 
And I love, I love what I do. That is awesome. I love that. I love that you said that, you know, you read your page and it's still the same as what you do. Obviously it's evolving, but like, you're just still so grounded in that because it is such a, uh, it's such a needed area, you know, like when you start, when you started talking and I, like you said guilt and I was like, Oh my God, that is so me. Like, even though I'm at home, you know, I don't know, even my kids are like, Oh, get off your phone, mom. Like, Ooh. and I'm just like, wait, I'm checking, you know, like, I am still working, even though I'm home. Like there's like this type of balance that, you know, is very delicate that can be overwhelming sometimes, you know, as being a mom and a business owner. Yeah. Overwhelm is huge and guilt is huge. Yes. And it's, it's because, you know, taking care of humans in general is, is a task all by itself, let alone right. let's run a business on top of it. Right. Yeah. I and always, like, I joke with people when I, oh, go ahead. I was going to say when I'm <laughs> doing speaking, speaking engagements, I, I kind of joke usually in the beginning, like that, you know, you, you, you all, all cause I usually talk to my, my audience, which is women. Right. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and so most of you here, we're super brave to have kids. And then you decided that was too easy. So let's just put a business on top of it. Right. <laughs> we're all just a little nuts. We're all just a little crazy. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so true. Yeah. I mean, it, there's like, I don't even know how many thoughts go through my head on like various things and a day, you know, and I'm like, I think we're all like that. Like, it's just like constantly. But um, the other thing I wanted to touch on too, is that you said, like, when we start to allow ourselves to do that, like, and receive things and and grow and things like that. Like that's something I've just recently kind of been introduced to. Like I've been reading like Thinking oh, Girl yeah. Rich and like this um, Amanda Francis. She's mm-hmm. on Instagram, this kind of like business, but mindset coach. And it's like, I never ever even this like thought of thinking of things like that. Like I grew up in a pretty conservative family, Catholic. And like my parents, we didn't really talk or think about things like that. So, but once you kind of start to and like kind of start digging it's amazing and it's so life-changing yeah it really is and and just allowing ourselves to believe things that we didn't believe before yeah like that is really the shift that my clients need to go through in order to go where they want to go is that they have to let go of the truth that they thought they knew that they thought was the way and explore something different. So what I, when I do this work, it is uncomfortable. <laughs> and I have clients, I have one client right now that said she had worked with me in a group. So she, you know, she, she knew how I worked, but she wanted to work one-on-one for a year. Cause she knew that it was going to take that long for her to undo a lot of the things that has mm-hmm. been instilled in her mind. But she did say, I took me a long time to finally like pull the trigger because you're going to make me feel, and I don't want to. Cause that's right. uncomfortable. Yep. And it's women and it's humans, but I find a lot of times women we feel, but we don't allow ourselves to feel deeply enough to actually release it. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. I never thought about that. Cause we don't want to feel that. So we'll drink and eat and watch Netflix and do all the other things. So we don't <laughs> actually ignore it. Feel. Yes. yes. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. And so you mentioned a new course. Will you be going into stuff like this in your course or what's your new course going to be about? And when does it come out? So, yeah, good question. I mean, I know it is. it'll probably come up, come out the middle to end of March. I actually okay. have um, three days blocked out next week to work in an incubator capacity with another coach to really just get it all down. Awesome. Because 
like I had said, I still sometimes get wrapped up in the little details of what I do. And so um, I'm one of those people that I, I don't know if it's overthinking. I think I just like tangle my brain up really nice and good. And then it's only to help <laughs> me draw it all out. So I don't, I had a title for it, a name for it. And then we decided that that name wasn't going to make work out. So I don't even have a name for it, but essentially in this group program, it is going to be looking a lot at more of the mindset portion of what I'm talking about. So there are a lot of tangible things I can give you. I'm really good at helping people with time management. I have a planner that I sell now because everyone or my clients love it so much. They're like, you should probably sell it to like the regular people. Um, so I'm really good at time management. I'm really good at helping people come up with solutions to problems, especially doing, you know, the dual role of mom and, and mom boss. Um, but it's going to dive deeper also into how do we take these beliefs that you've had your whole life about what motherhood is supposed to look like, what running a business should look like, how you should be as a human, like, let's take it all apart and see what, where you're stuck. And I'm going to help them work through, um, basically big, I call them mental boulders. So like these mental boulders that you, you carry in your backpack or your brain, however you want to look at it, you carry it around and it slows you down and makes you so heavy. And your journey becomes a slog through life versus having any fun. Mm-hmm. And I want you to take out those mental boulders and we're going to look at them. This is the hard part, right? We're going to look at these mental boulders. We're going to look at these lies that we've been told or these truths that we just still believe because that's the way it is, quote unquote, that's just the way it is. And we're going to pull it apart, which means you're going to have to go through like a, a deconditioning process and an untangling of your brain. Yeah. And then you're going to have <laughs> what you're going to have left with that are these tiny little pebbles because we do need some of it. We do mm-hmm. need some of those boulders. And then you're going to run down your path a lot faster and get to where you need to go. And you're going to feel the most important thing is that you'll feel so much lighter. And your my goal for everyone is to have fun and have ease in their life. Yes. Oh, I love that. Um, I don't think all, you know, a lot of us have a ton. I mean, we do have a ton, but we could always have more. You know what I mean? And I feel like right. in day-to-day stuff, you know, whatever, that kind of just gets put to the back burner because like other things are important. But I don't know. It really does need to be a focus because life really is pretty short. Right. You know, it's really interesting when I, I've been, like I had mentioned, I'm really digging into verbiage for this course. And I asked a couple different groups, like, what would you rather have clarity and direction or fun and ease? Mm-hmm. And to me, like right now I'm in the mind, the mind space where if it's not fun, not doing it. Let's right. end of story. <laughs> that is my only requirement. Is it fun? Do I like it? If not, not going to do it just because someone told me I should. Right. And the people were saying clarity and direction, which I was, and then another group was like fun and ease. I'm like, oh, how <laughs> interesting. I was so polarized. And it was interesting because the, the group, and, and this is just a generalization on my part, the group that said clarity and direction was more of a very, um, I think at a level of their business where they were just like doers. They're just go, 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 right. go. Let's get it done. And then the other group was kind of a mix, a a more broader mix of people where they are in their business. And I had to ask people, do you think clarity and direction will create fun and ease for you? And they're like, oh, well, yeah. So essentially everyone wants fun and ease. (laughs) Right. But we're so hooked on what do we have to do? Tell me what to do. Like, 
the how, like I call it, I don't call it how greed. My, my coach called it how greed. Like we all want to just know the how we don't want to know anything else. Just tell me what to do and I will do it. But what I do with people is like the how isn't important because we can do the how all day long and we mm-hmm. will hustle and grind our asses into the ground. And as moms, we're super good at this, really, really good at this. And that's not, not a good thing. That's very unhealthy. And so if we just have the how we're going to go and do it, but you're going to feel like shit <laughs> at the end of that, right? You're not going to give yourself any space to have fun. Mm-hmm. To have some ease in your life, you're just going to be driving. So yeah, fun and ease. That's what I'm trying to get my ladies to be. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. And I live that now. I do not work nights and weekends anymore. And I did for years. And I joke now, I'm like, what in the heck did I think I needed to do? Because not doing it has not changed my business at all. Right. So what was I doing right. that I thought was so important? Right. <laughs> Waste I know. away my nights and weekends. That's crazy. Well, I think when we get like busy, we feel like we're being like super productive, but it doesn't, right. doesn't necessarily like change the results, obviously, as you have seen. Right. Because we're yeah. probably being productive on things that we don't really want to do. Right. Right. So there's no fun there. And it's probably busy work. Yes. You know, we, we make up crap to do. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So true. (laughs) I love that fun and ease. Um, So true. So, and then it kind of leads into like my next question ish, like, you know, the whole work life balance thing, you know, I know that's like, everybody talks about it, but like, what are your thoughts on it? Or, and like, do you think it exists or do you have tips or, you know, all of that? Yeah. I was listening to your podcast with Sarah, the person, First lady turned like entrepreneurial lady. Anyway, long story short is that you asked that question. And I was thinking like, oh gosh, I'm going to have a good answer for this. <laughs> <laughs> and so and I don't think work-life balance exists. I really don't. I think it's, I honestly believe it's another thing that society is telling us we should achieve. Yeah. And that is a stressful. That is half the reason why I got sick. I was trying to find this work-life balance that doesn't exist. It's like elusive. It does not exist. Mm-hmm. So the way that I look at it is I call it juggling mm-hmm. because yeah, there are going to be days. So, you, you know, like, well, what I usually say is like, okay, so ha- most of us can maybe juggle three balls, maybe, but most of us can't juggle four or five. Right. Something's going to fall. I can do two. That's about it. Yeah, I know. I think I can only do two. And I would say that, you know, some days the kids, the ball of the children will be up in the air more than the ball of the business. And then sometimes it's the opposite. And, and, but my, my, my push is in that analogy or metaphor, I never know which one is which, (laughs) is that one of those balls needs to be you all the time. I love that. That is so true. I wasn't even thinking as that as a ball. (laughs) Yeah. See, don't drop the ball of you because you're the one that runs it all. So I do think some days and when my kids were younger, this, this was harder and I'm not going to lie. It is harder, especially as a single mom to have, to try to like manage your little littles on top of your business. My kids now are 13 and um, I'm sorry, 12 and almost 14. And so it's, it's a lot different now. But trying to make sure that 
you you know exactly what's most important for you. So with the the juggling, you're going to have a business portion that will be important. You're going to have a kid thing that's going to be important and then you, and you get to decide day to day, which one's going to have more airtime, which one am I going to spend more energy on? Your kids will be okay. If you're not like glued to their sides every second, unless of course they're infants, that's a whole other story. Right, yeah. That's a whole other season. <laughs> right. But for the most part, yeah. You know, guess what? Sometimes my kids watch a ton of TV mm-hmm. when they were little and I was trying to run my business and I was sick on top of it. Like that's just the way it went. They're totally fine and thriving now. No, just so if you have young kids and you're listening to this, they will be okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they will be okay. And I know we feel so terrible. I still get wrapped up in them playing video games, being that we're still in COVID and can't go to school. Right. Yeah. And I'm I know. Let it go. They're going to be fine. Yeah. I know we've had way more screen time. Our kids are homeschooled anyway, but now that we don't have any extracurricular activities and like, I mean, we can't even like go eat out here in Hood River. Everything is still on like super lockdown. So it's like, and it's cold and rainy and it's like, uh, you know what, whatever. Like we don't usually do it this much, but you know, that's, we're all just trying to get through, (laughs) you know, one way or another. Um, But I love that you like point out to like, I feel like, and I feel like I've seen this theme recently, just, I don't know, in different places and things, or maybe it's just finally hitting me, like, (laughs) (laughs) um, do what like works for you. You know what I mean? Like the balance, like, I love that you're saying like society kind of puts this pressure into where if, are we achieving it today? Okay, good. Oh, or we're not achieving it. Like, oh, that's so bad. So like, just throw that out, you know, and like Mm -hmm. do what works for you. And like, same thing too, with like running a business. Like I, you know, I have multiple, like, friends and like entrepreneurs and my father-in-law was like, you need to do it this way. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it that way. You know, <laughs> like, and just again, like getting comfortable enough to be like, no, I'm going to do it my own way with anything in life, you know? Right. Yeah. Because really when it comes down to it, you have to love what you're doing. Yeah. Totally. Or what's the, why, why, why would you do it if you hate it? So if you're doing it a way that doesn't make sense and, you know, honestly, we're all so different. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of, there, like I said earlier, there's a lot of people that are doers and I am not a doer. I am a feeler. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I've, I've accepted that, that I am not going to be the one, like, don't tell me to read into the details. Don't tell me, don't give me, I mean, I can have a deadline, but if you give me a deadline that's tomorrow, I'm no longer going to push myself to get that done because mm-hmm. it, it it ruins me afterwards. So I think part of this too, you know, this whole process of working a business and being a mom and just being a human in general is that we have to understand ourselves before we can do any of this. Yeah. So we know what we enjoy. We know what feels good. We know how to tap into understanding, oh, this feels good to me or no, this actually feels tense in my chest or, or doesn't feel right. Like tapping into that. And I don't have a gut feeling, but I do understand what tension feels like. And that's my key for my body to be Mm -hmm. like, Oh yeah, that's not for me. And it's hard because all the gurus out there tell us it is how it's supposed to be. This is what you're supposed to do. Right. Yeah. And I, I think, I don't know that we've ever really been taught a whole lot to like listen to your feelings you know what I mean or like kind of like take stock of like what feels what feels good what doesn't it's just kind of like just keep going like why are you stopping you know what I mean right 
You know, something I heard just recently. Um, so I went to the life coach school. So Brooke Castillo is like, you know, the head, she runs the whole thing. So she's like the head coach. And she said on a call the other day, um, talking about femininity is, and I'm probably going to slaughter this, but the, the idea is that when we are doers and we are hard and we don't show a lot of emotion or we don't tap into our emotion, hard things break. Mm-hmm. But femininity, when you really lean into it and you're soft, soft things don't break. They're resilient. They bounce back. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I know. I was like, okay, writing that one down. <laughs> <laughs> it's so yeah. true. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it was really. And so it really just reminded me, see, we don't all have to be this way. And I have a really great friend who is a business strategist and she is the how person. And she's always like, we're doing A, B, C, D. And I'm just like, hold on. <laughs> How about we like do it this way? And we're, we do actually collaborate very well together because we have these two different things. But when I need something done, like when I need someone to kick me in the ass, I call her. I'm like, okay, right. All right. Tell me what to do. <laughs> and then I decide, okay, yes, this works or no, it doesn't. Cause of how I feel. I love that. I love just even, you know, taking the time of like, okay, I was told to do this. How do I feel about it? Does it feel right for me? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then like, okay, yeah, it does. Let's go. Like, I love yeah. that. It's awesome. Um, so I have a feeling this might go into this next question too, with feeling and like effectiveness of like how you market your business. Like I'm sure you like what feels right. Like what's your favorite or most effective way Mm -hmm. that you've found to market your business? Um, well, I love doing video. I, I love, I love speaking. And unfortunately last year, there was a lack of speaking opportunities <laughs> because of COVID, but I love speaking to, to, to audiences of any kind. And so I really, I mean, marketing, I speak a lot to what I've just talked about, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do a lot of video and I mean, I do regular text stuff too, but I do a lot of pictures, a lot of video, a lot of visual stuff, because I think then you can get an energetic sense for who I am, especially, you know, when it comes to coaching, there's a big trust that has to be built in order for people to work with you. Um, and so I think for me, I want that connection with people. I want them to feel like we're a good fit before we even talk about coaching together. So the more video I do and the more people can see my face and hear my voice and just hopefully feel whatever, whatever they feel about me, like feel good things about me. Um, that works best for me. So I, I do a lot of Instagram reels. Now I do IG, um, lives occasionally. Well, depends on the week. Sometimes I do it a lot. Sometimes I don't. That's my favorite way. And speaking, like when I was speaking regularly, that was my funnel. Like people would see me speak. They would totally resonate with what I'm saying. And I'd start coaching them. Like that was the way I got most of my clients. Yeah. Well, hopefully, do you know if any are going to be able to be coming back at all this year or how does that landscape look? Well, I'm right right now. um, I'm in the process of like pitching and my PR kit's almost, I had to, of course, update it for this year. So it's almost done. I'm going to start pitching myself again. Um, I haven't really done the research yet. I've been busy. My planner took a lot of my fall and now I'm building this course. So I'm, I feel slightly behind the ball, but I'm also knowing that because we have social media and all these other aspects, people will still hear me talk, 
but yeah. paid speaking is super fun. And I miss that a lot. <laughs> oh my God. See pa- paid speaking or speaking in front of like more than three people gives me like yes. anxiety. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. My biggest audience so far was a couple of years ago. I actually spoke, they asked me to come speak at a teacher it was basically like a conference for teachers uh-huh. and they wanted me to do my talk. Um, think like a CEO. Actually, I think I was titled something slightly different before. I think it was think like a professional. Now I call it think like a CEO um, because a lot of teachers were not, you know, they weren't getting paid very well. Anyway, mm-hmm. that was a huge auditorium, 500 people. I was oh. like, this is awesome. Oh my God. <laughs> I want more of that. I love that stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's amazing. You're a rock star. Um, <laughs> last year I spoke in front of like our local chamber and I think there was like 30, 28, 30 people. And oh my God, it was a hot mess, but I did get a pretty good, like paying client out of it. So it is so effective, but like it, it was 1000 miles outside of my comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. And I know, and I did, so I did the mob con this fall, yeah. um, like last the year before I did it live in San Diego, yeah. which was Awesome. And I had a really good time. It was great. But I've noticed too, even when I'm doing small little speaking things online for other people that people, you know, and I do it too. Sometimes if I don't immediately get grabbed, I'm kind of like, I'm going to multitask because no one can see me. Right. I'm just on a video. And so as much as I, I still love doing those, I just, I try not to think about no one's probably listening to me. That's not a good thought to have, but I do understand where people are. It's easy for people to be distracted, but they're not sitting in a chair in an auditorium or at a network meeting mm-hmm. being there with you. So it is definitely to me more fun to do it in person. So I'm yeah. waiting for that day to return. I know. Well, yeah, there's like nothing, you know, you can't beat person to person, you know what I mean? Face to face. Like, I know it's just so different and so awesome. I mean, obviously we're, we're doing virtual cause we have to, and we're like filling the void, but it's just, it's still not the same. You know, you yeah. know, it is what, it, at least we have something. Yeah. Totally. Better than silence. I know. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does get you outside of your comfort zone? You know, like what and how do you kind of like, just like, what do you do to break out of it and just know that you need to do it and any tips on that? Gosh, comfort zone. Um, okay. <laughs> so I am, I actually, when it comes to networking, this is something that it's gotten better over the years, but I really want people to like me like right I mean, I don't think I'm the only one that has this thought. <laughs> right, no, I've, you're always, not. <laughs> I've always been a person that I, I don't do this anymore, but I used to literally shape shift. You tell me who you want me to be in this environment. I will be it like, which is not a healthy way to build relationships, by the way. Right? <laughs> that's just like, I was so starved for praise and affection that I would just like, just tell me who you want me to be and I'll be it. And then you'll love me and I'll be great. Right. So yeah. So Still going into networking events where I don't know anybody, it's very unnerving for me. I mean, I will, I will make myself do it, but the, until I have a drink in my hands, I'm just like panicked. (laughs) No one's going to talk to me. And how am I, am I going to say what I do correctly? Cause I can't ever remember what I do. Like just random short circuit brain stuff that happens when I get a little freaked out. That's that I don't like. Um, but once I get, see, here's the thing with me. I won't, I will be a wallflower all day long, but once you start to talk to me, I can't shut up. <laughs> so there's that. Um, so that is probably one of the biggest things that I struggle with. Um, the other, I mean, 
just with basic day-to-day stuff. I am afraid of heights, so there will be no jumping out of airplanes or... (laughs) Oh my God, yes, I'm with you on that one. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Like even thinking, like I've been on a hike where there's, you know, a cliff, like even imagining myself near the edge freaks me out. Oh my God. I literally stay way, I don't even look, I just stay way back. Yeah, no, we went on a hike. Have you ever been on the Syncline hike out here in the gorge? Like, it's a little bit, it's on the Washington side past Bingen. It's Oh, I don't super, think I have. Oh, it's gorgeous. But I will warn you, just don't look to your left. <laughs> and, like, and we had our kids and it was like, okay, oh. for a little while, we kept getting like higher and higher. And my husband knows I hate heights. He actually hates heights too, but I don't understand why it didn't affect him. Oh my God. I was freaking out because it was high. Like it was insanely high. Like the view is not worth it for me. (laughs) I I know. And when my kids are around, like if we go on a hike, that's not even a hike, and they're near the edge of anything. I'm like, no, get back. Like I can't, I can't handle it. I know. (laughs) Like just, just talking about it makes me very, I know. I know me too. So agitated. like refill my glass of champagne right now because like, I know Jesus I, yeah I the same way yeah. have you done Eagle Creek the one like that's not too far from it's like yeah a long time ago yeah that I one the first time I did that I was in tears like mm-hmm. I we had just moved here from Louisiana so we have like you know we lived like under like we had no hills at all like right. we're below sea level I'm like what is this I'm not doing this <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah I don't, I don't know if I'll do that one. It was, I don't think I went very far, but I remember doing it and I was like, mm. yeah, no, when you <laughs> have to put a handrail right for me to hold on to, to go around, I'm not doing it. Like, I know. Oh, yeah. Okay. We can stop talking other... about that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's stop talking about it. <laughs> awesome. Um, okay. We're on your favorites. What is your uh, favorite book? Okay. These I had to write down because I'm like, oh gosh, I've... um, my, my, I have, I have three. Is that Okay. <laughs> Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. The first favorite that I, I read, I not only listen to Audible almost on repeat, but I read this book over and over because there's always something else I grab. It's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza. Ooh. And I he's a brain dude and I am yeah, a brain, I love him. I am a brain freak. Like give me a brain book and I will read it. Um, just because of the work that I do, the mindset work that I do and the energetic work that I do, like knowing how the brain operates is pretty important and I love it. Um, so that's my first. And then the next one is The Art of Imperfection by Brene Brown. Mm. Um, that was one of, when I was doing, when I started life coaching, my business was actually called the Love You More Project then because it was about loving yourself. Yeah. And I read The Art of Imperfection one day, like, because it's a small book, it doesn't take long. And I was like, holy crap, this is everything I'm saying. People are going to think, my thought was, people are going to think that I just <laughs> plagiarized all her work. Cause, and it wasn't, it was stuff I came up with, but it was a really great, great book because I total recovering perfectionist. So it was really a great book. And then the last one is Danielle Laporte's The Desire Map. That is the one that I read right after my divorce when I was trying to figure out what the F I was going to do. <laughs> and it saved me. It like taught me how to tap into my feelings and how to live from feelings. Cause truly we are all chasing a feeling. It's really all that we're chasing in our life. So those are my favorite books. Oh, I love that. Do we ever catch our feelings or we're just constantly chasing? So here's the thing. Okay. So, (laughs) you know, we all say like, for example, I want to make X amount of dollars in five years or whatever. And I Mm -hmm. actually have a total vision of my house that I want to have eventually and all of that. But when I'm doing the vision work for that, it's not 
yeah, the house is great, but it's the feeling I have when I'm there that makes it great. And my feeling when I'm there is overwhelming, when I'm there in my mind is overwhelming gratitude. And really what we're doing is that we think it's a thing. We think it's external. We think it's this thing outside of us that we want, but it's what that thing, how that thing makes us feel or how we decide to feel because of that thing is what we really want. Like people that want money and, you know, financial freedom and like, whatever, whatever they want, ask them, well, why? Well, because I will, let's, for example, they might say, because then I can have this house. Okay. Well, what about that house? Oh, because uh, basically if you keep asking the questions, they're going to boil down to, well, I just want to feel safe and secure, or I just want to feel at peace. That's what we're chasing. So yeah, guess what? We can have that feeling anytime we want. That's the coolest thing. And that's one of the things I teach, like, oh, you want security? Well, you can have security right now. Like get under your blanket and tell me how you feel. Mm-hmm. Secure. I like, love that. We, can, we can feel any of that. We can feel happy anytime we want. And this is one of my biggest frustrations only because I know this now, like before this was me. I would always be chasing security because of money stuff. Always. Mm-hmm. And it it exhausted me and it sure as shit did not help me run my business or be a mom. I was freaked out about money constantly. The minute I understood that I could feel sufficient and secure, no matter what my bank account says, not only did I attract more money and clients that way, I just felt a whole of a hell lot better. Yes. Oh, I love that. It makes total sense too. Like, and yeah, I've just been learning about that too. Like the energetic match you kind of make yourself available for is what starts to come. So yeah. Oh, I love that. We have so much more power than we think we do, which is awesome and also very confusing when we haven't learned. We don't understand that yet because right. I was there forever thinking, what? I just think these thoughts and things shift. What? Well, it's not just a thought. You have to actually feel it. That's the key. That's the key. Yeah. I know. And I, that's the thing, too, because, you know, I've heard about like manifestation and law of attraction and all that stuff like the mm-hmm. last year. And I'm like, OK, so you're telling me you just think about it. But yeah, like you're saying, there's a lot more below that surface but I feel like that message kind of gets thrown out there like just think about it and it'll come but like there's a lot of work you have to like do to get to that point (laughs) well not even I don't even think like some of my clients I'm coaching on this right now I'm using some law of attraction type stuff mixed with mindset stuff and I tell them like I don't want you to feel like this is work if it's work then we're we need to shift the way we're doing it it's more of just allowing yourself to feel that's really all it is yeah, I didn't mean and, work in a bad way, but I, I guess okay. I meant more like there's a there's more to it that you kind of have to like yeah. open yourself up with and think about and you know kind of stuff like that. Yeah, like I was joking. My brother was talking to me the other day about how he's like really struggling through this time, and he's like, I just keep telling myself all these affirmations, and I'm like, Michael, you can't just say the words, dude. Right. You have <laughs> to feel it. And he's like, Oh, I don't think I'm doing that part. <laughs> And that's like the words mean nothing without the feeling attached to it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I love that. Um, What's your favorite drink? (gasps) Tequila. Ooh, that's always fun. You might be the first one that have said that on this show. (laughs) I think we've had margaritas, but not just straight tequila. (laughs) I am a tequila snob. Like for my birthday this last year, my birthday was in December. I got three bottles of tequila. 
or maybe that's four awesome. because my friends just know that's just what I, and they were all different ones, which made it even better. Oh, that's um, I, fun. I, yeah. And I can't drink a lot of it because I'm just getting older and I don't, my body's like, mm, one is good. Yes, <laughs> but I, love, I, know. I love the flavor of it. It's my favorite. That's awesome though. Like when you can just have like that one glass and you just thoroughly enjoy it, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just the, another amazing yeah. feeling. Yeah. But I am also just a regular human who loves coffee. Yes. I mean, <laughs> and, and then Spindrift, like I'm a sparkling water person. I started with LaCroix. Then I went up, I bumped it up to Polar, which is another brand. And then I bumped it up to Waterloo, which was like the next Ooh. higher up brand. And now I'm at Spindrift. Ooh, and I I'm, haven't heard of that. And my, oh, it's, you, um, you can buy it at Costco. I know that, but some okay. stores sell it, but it's made with actual fruit juice. It tastes, you can't, I can't go back to any of the others now because <laughs> of this and I'm ruined and my kids are ruined. So now I'm spending like w- way more money on sparkling water, but man, it's good. Try it. <laughs> I will yeah. definitely. I know. Cause yeah, I drink a lot of water, but every once in a while I'm just like, I just, you know, it's hard to just drink in water. Yeah. And right. I love kombucha too. Like that's in there, but you know, Oh yes. Love that. But, um, I do too. Flying Embers kombucha that they have like a no sugar one now. Ooh. Oh, actually it's hard kombucha, but still really good. Uh, well, still, I mean, you know, <laughs> I think they hard kombucha. It's like 3%. That's like a session beer. Oh, so it's fine. <laughs> it's good. good um, what's your favorite thing to do to relax? I love walking in nature, yes. um, but I'm also a fair weather walker. So like it's raining <laughs> and not happening, but if it's cold, but yet sunny, or at least not raining, I will go. Um, I have a very strong connection to nature. Like when I'm in nature, I feel buzzing through my entire body, mm. which is kind of magical. I feel like it's a superpower. Yeah. Um, so I, I love that. Now on the flip side, I also am a, a, a sun lover, a hundred percent. I grew up in Hawaii. So oh, okay. Any chance I get to, like, if I'm walking in the sun, like, that's double duty awesomeness for me. But any chance I get to be anywhere where it's not just like, I'm talking not just warm and sunny, but like hot and sunny, like, right. that, then I'm in heaven. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. I didn't realize you were from Hawaii. I am. I've never been, but I hear it. it's amazing. And all, all of Aria's pictures, I'm just like, oh, I want to be there I know. on the beach. <laughs> I know. I'm always like, damn, I need to go home so badly. Um, what's your favorite thing to watch if you watch anything? I I do I watch things. Um, (laughs) so the thing that me and my kids watch that I really love. So anything that has to do like I like sci-fi, I like um anything that has to do with like quantum physics. So like anything that has time travel, that kind of stuff really like excites me. And I'm a Marvel fan. So Agents of Shield is like the best show ever. I haven't heard of it. Oh my gosh. It was on ABC. And I haven't had like regular TV. I've been like a Netflix and Hulu person for years. So I haven't actually had regular TV, but it was on Netflix. And so I started, me and my kids started watching it because we're Marvel freaks and it's so good. We just finished the last season last night. And now we're like all sad that it's over. I know um, I hate it when things end you like you feel like you know them you know and you're like what am I gonna do now we've been milking this last season normally we'd watch like three in a row every night and now it's like one a week that's it <laughs> <laughs> so that's my favorite favorite show and then really anything that has to do with the brain if it's on like if there's a documentary I'll go watch that too oh that's awesome I, I know it's so all that kind of stuff is so interesting like really. the brain and like how you said Joe Dispenza like I just he's new to me too and I'm just like wow this is like I was like mind blown so 
So cool. Um, and where is your favorite place to go? Um, so this is going to, it's going to be very funny because it's totally opposite. I love to go to the mountains. Like I went to Mount Hood last Wednesday oh, by fun. myself just to, just to be in nature really. But the mountains, like I love, so growing up in Hawaii, we don't really, I mean, we have mountains, but they're not like my dad grew up in Colorado. So I've been in Colorado a ton and like having that Alpine air, like being way up there, you know, like mm-hmm. so Anytime I can get like in the tall mountains, that makes me very happy. And then the beach, but not the coast. So let's not be confused. Oregon does not have a beach. It has a coast and they're two totally different things. And it is cold all the time. It's cold and I don't like it. So I, the beach. So if I could, like I said earlier, if I could go somewhere that was hot, not just warm, but hot and sunny, then that's my happy place. So those are my two. So when I'm here in Oregon, then the mountains are really where I gravitate to. Yeah. But when I go on vacation, it's like, take, let's go somewhere hot and sunny. Please. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I grew up in New Orleans. So we would always go like the Gulf Coast, like Florida, and just like really warm beaches and yeah. blue water. I do miss that. Like that was, mm-hmm. I can't do the humidity now, especially like year round. Like, mm, but it's yeah. nice to visit. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So where can everybody find you like social media website so they can connect with you and just, you know, yeah. learn more about you. It's all mostly my name. Let me think. Okay. So Facebook is at, yeah, it's at Selena Maestas coaching, which is a lot to type. I'll, out. I'll put it in the notes too. So <laughs> somebody has to be like, wait, how do I spell that? But I'll put it in the notes. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Selena Maestas coaching for my website and my Facebook business page. And for Instagram, I have to think. And then um, I'm on TikTok, which is like, so like I said, if it's fun, I will do it. So I have a TikTok account. Um, I'm starting to do more coaching relevant stuff there before. Mostly it's just fun, but it's mom centric. Anyway, so that is, um, that one is at mom boss mindset, which was actually, I had a Facebook group called that, but I closed it. I may reopen it one day. I don't know. Um, and then, um, is that it? I think that's it. And I'm, Clubhouse. On Clubhouse. Yeah, you- I'm on Clubhouse. Um, and it's at coach Selena because my name was taken. I'm like, how does someone have my name? I know that's crazy. Like I got Nicole Bernard, which I feel like is a very generic name. Like, yeah. I was really surprised. I was, I was, yeah. I'm like, okay, well fine. I'll be coach Selena. Yeah. <laughs> I like that too. That's awesome. Yeah. So those awesome. are those are my things. Yay. Well, this has been so much fun. Um, I knew it would be. And like, as we connected (laughs) a few weeks ago, and I just was so looking forward to like chatting more. So yeah. yeah. Thanks for taking the time. Of course. And thank you for inviting me on. I really appreciate it. I had a good time. Yeah. Yay. Okay. Awesome. I always love hearing that. Um, okay. Well, awesome. And Thank you again, and thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening everyone. to this week's episode of Bubbles and Biz. I hope you enjoyed it and are able to walk away with something new to implement or inspired in some way. If you'd like to keep the conversation going, join us in the Bubbles and Biz community. We have weekly accountability and open office hour and rotating events like group coaching from me, networking, expert guests, and more. Join us to connect, collaborate, and celebrate. Learn more at bubblesandbiz.co.